The following podcast contains explicit language. I'm just checking out Pornhub's top-rated virtual reality porno videos. I'm going to watch Oily Birthday. <laughs> I've got my my VR viewer, which is actually one of those Google Cardboard viewers. Now I'm naked. I've got a massive uncut cock. There's one chick riding my cock. She's bouncing up and down with her tits in my face. I turn my head to the left and I'm looking down and I can see her touching this other chick with total circus boobs. To the right, there's another girl. She's in a thong. And... (laughs) I don't know how to explain how weird it is to look down to, like, where my crotch should be, but I'm just seeing a massive dick with a chick riding it. Um, it's kind of gross. <laughs> I always thought being a straight white guy with a giant dick would be more fun than this, but it's actually totally disgusting. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sex Lives, New York Magazine's podcast about sex. I'm Maureen O'Connor, and moments ago, I watched virtual reality porn for the first time in our studio, and the experience was, like, actually kind of disturbing and gross to me. However, I'm not willing to write off all virtual reality porn, and to that end, I have an expert on the subject here with me, beaming in from San Francisco, is vocative senior staff writer Tracy Clark Flory. Hello, Tracy. <laughs> Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Tracy, you've been writing about the porn industry and sort of technological advances therein. When did virtual reality first start getting talked about? It seems like it's been the next big thing for sort of years now. It really has. Yeah, it's been several years where there's been all of this buzz, all of this hype. It's the next big thing. And it has basically failed to really materialize. You think it's really going to happen? It's not just that like people think it's cool, but it's not actually interesting to anyone. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a true believer. Like I might end up eating my words, but I am a true believer. I've been totally sold. I think a big part of it is like waiting for the adoption of headsets. Like they're waiting mm-hmm. for people to actually have these headsets in their homes. And they're also waiting for people to have high quality headsets in their homes because that will make such a big difference in their experience of watching pornography. So I think, you know, the people I've talked to have said in the next couple years, we should expect for it to actually be pretty well and widely adopted. When I was looking around, most of the virtual reality porn saw, or actually, I guess all the virtual reality porn I could find was point of view videos. Are they always like that? Where you sort of look down, you see the body of the porn performer and people performing sex acts onto them? One of the shoots I went to actually was kind of like a a voyeur sort of shoot where where there's like a couple having sex you're just there watching. So there's definitely stuff that's not shot in the POV style. But I think the assumption is that what people really want from VR is, is that immersive experience where it's not watching people have it, have sex. It's actually feeling like you're having sex. That's so weird to me. Cause like the thing that would most take me out of the experience is to look down where my crotch is and to see a giant dick or even someone else's vagina. Just that like, I don't know, to me, It points out this weirdness that I've always thought about in porn, which is that I never really thought that hard until looking at the VR porn about what I was actually getting from porn, whether it was a voyeuristic experience or a sort of vicarious experience for me. 
And I think mm-hmm. I realized that I was like, I don't want to imagine that I'm actually the person having sex with that person. Like, I looked down when I was watching this straight, like, male VR porn, and I was like, oh, I don't want to be this guy having sex. I'd watch this man have sex with a woman, but I don't know that I want to be him with his tribal tattoos and his, like, giant honking dick, you know? (laughs) Right. I mean, that's the other thing, too, that I think they're, like, pornographers are really experimenting with. Like, I think they generally are trying to find guys who, like, don't have tribal tattoos or don't have (laughs) tattoos in general, like don't have anything that's going to take the viewer out of the immersive experience. Like something kind of um, neutral, something kind of neutral, but every man dick really (laughs) difficult. Like I had the experience of watching a female POV uh, VR porn and like, you know, the woman was wearing a leopard print bikini, which is something I'd never wear. And like, she had, (laughs) you know, like she had French tips, like a very well manicured and like that, I would never do that. That totally took me out of the experience. But on the other hand, like in that experience, I was focusing more on, on the guy and not looking so much down at my own body. Um, Uh so there is, there is this, yeah, this weird sort of disconnect when you realize it's not your body, but Watching male POV porn, um, I've also had the experience of it being kind of thrilling to look down and have a penis. And <laughs> like to be able to switch roles was actually, I mean, it felt like oddly empowering. That word is so like watered down, but to take on the active role um, in a typical, you know, porn scenario was actually kind, kind of incredible. It's such a trip. And I mean, yeah, I guess I hope... If listeners sort of imagine, it's like you have this, you know, headset either strapped to your head or you're holding it. And as you look up and down, you know, it's that I'm looking where my arm would be, but it's someone else's arm each time. And like, it is such a weird experience. Um, It's that's happening. But then the other strange disconnect is that I see this body that's having sex and like, I'm not having sex, you know, so like I'm not feeling Mm -hmm. it. That sort of sensory break, it actually made me a little motion sick. I mean, there's something about that sort of that sensory sort of confusion or the way your imagination does or doesn't fill in the gaps that was totally unusual to me. Right. Yeah. I've had the experience of like being at a like a a big conference and do it and watching VR porn Uh and like feeling like, oh my God, like, what are my hands doing? Like, I, you know, I'm in public right now. I can't believe I'm doing that. And, and like actually having to like touch myself, touch my hands and realize like, nope, I'm not moving. Like, that's not me. So it is, it's, it's totally disorienting. Yeah. No, like I found myself when like women with big boobs were coming at me, like ducking my head. Cause I was like, oh my God, I don't want to yes. get hit. You know, yeah, like, you, exactly. you react in a really physical way. Yeah. Yeah. So strange. So you wrote that, um, the sort of demands of performing with these crazy technologies for the performers is having some kind of crazy effects on both the way they perform and who's able to perform in this sort of context. Yeah. Yeah, A major issue is that people who have ventured into this new territory, they're finding that like tried and true performers, male performers who've been in the industry for decades, who can literally like perform under the craziest circumstances. They can like you know, standing in a pool of cold water, like perched on a rock in the middle of a baking (laughs) desert, like no problem. Um, but you put a VR camera rig in front of their face and you tell them that they can't make eye contact with their co-star and that they can't kiss their co-star and that they can't touch their co-star with their hands. And they can't maintain an erection understandably because, you know, (laughs) you're totally taken out of the experience and you're sort of become this sexual object that someone is performing on. So directors are finding that guys who had been reliable in other situations are no longer reliable. And there's only 
a handful of guys who are actually really able to reliably do this kind of shoot. It's the ultimate objectification, except the point yeah. of the objectification is that they aren't an object, right? That they become an invisible body in some weird right. way for anyone right. to project onto. I mean, I guess right. that is it's, what objectification is now that I say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a weird like turning of the tables, I think, for men in the industry because they're like used to being the actor mm-hmm. and the women in porn, not always, but often are used to being a little bit more passive. And so it's a very bizarre turning of the tables for the guys. What is that doing, do you think, to like the storylines or just the type of fantasies that we get from porn if we're sort of taking our cues from it? Everything that I've heard from directors who are doing VR is that viewers really, really want, male viewers in particular, they Mm -hmm. want more of a girlfriend experience with VR. So they want it to be very intimate. They want eye contact. They want uh, close faces, like whispering sweet nothings. Um, They want even cuddling. Like I was on a set recently where at the end of the shoot, the director had the woman cuddle up on the guy, just lay her her head on his chest for like a minute and just cuddle. um, And like gaze. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Gaze up into his eyes. Or into the camera's eyes, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Gaze, gaze into the camera's eyes. Like I've, I've heard porn performers express that like, especially porn performers who are doing like webcamming in VR that suddenly like their fans are going, wow, you're, you're a real person. Oh my God. <laughs> like, it's a, it changes their perspective entirely. Yeah. As you've been sort of watching this industry take shape over the years, how has it changed or what sort of, have there been any interesting trials and errors or surprises? In terms of VR, it's so new that um, I think you're still seeing like a lot of trial and error right now. Um, Like one example is on a shoot I was on, like the female, there's just like a lot of experimentation, like a female performer without prompting by the director, just like, you know, kind of decided that she was going to experiment with trying to French kiss the camera. Like, so she like went up really close to the camera Uh and then French kissed the air. And it looked (laughs) like very bizarre um, (laughs) and required a lot of commitment on her part to really do it. And afterwards she asked the director, like, was that weird? Did that work? And the director was kind of like, I think maybe, but like so much of it is waiting to see how viewers actually react to it. Yeah. So it's, it's stuff like that where like, they don't really know, they don't really know if it's going to work. They're really experimenting and it is trial and error. Um, it's the same with like, I watched a VR porn from a female perspective recently and, uh, there was a blowjob scene. So like the female performer was performing a blowjob and it's so like incredibly disorienting for the viewer because all you're really seeing is like the male torso, like thrusting (laughs) and that didn't work. So it's like, there's a lot of stuff like that where, eh, you know, I don't even enjoy that in reality, reality when it's just a male torso (laughs) coming at you. I mean, (laughs) why do I want to replicate that in virtual reality? I don't know. Maybe (laughs) I guess one woman's nightmare is another woman's turn on. If I've learned anything from doing this job. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Webcamming sort of puts you, I guess webcamming and then even say like the VR POV type porn, it puts you on these different levels of traditionally before we had all this sort of consumer electronic technology, there was porn, which was like shot on a studio with film, everything. 
Then there is sex work when you are like actually encountering somebody and interacting with Mm -hmm. them personally. And it's like now we have all these sort of like halfway in-betweens where you're interacting with the virtual avatar of that person in a way you couldn't do in film. Or you're interacting with somebody, you know, through the webcam, but you aren't physically there to touch her, which, you know, that it sort of disrupts the way we think of the relationship between a performer or even if performer is the right word anymore for some of these things. Yeah, it's interesting to sort of think about, well, what actually is sex? Like, at what point are you actually having sex with a person? Like, if you're, say, you know, have your VR headset on and are having remote sex with a woman who's also wearing a VR headset, like, is that sex? It feels like sex. Mm -hmm. Um, It is kind of a a mindfuck, (laughs) really. Is the technology to have virtual sex, like, with a specific person, is that there already? It's not there, but I mean, it, I think it's, it's totally its inevitable. One it's, would it's imagine. definitely it's definitely on its way. Um, I mean, if you talk to like the really hardcore VR evangelists, like they'll tell you in a couple years that's going to be a thing. A few more years after that, or maybe a decade after that, <laughs> the really hardcore evangelists will be like, "We're not even going to be having sex with each other in real life. Everyone's <laughs> going to just be having virtual sex, and we're going to be using haptic technology." And like real sex is going to seem outdated and, you know, so I wouldn't go that far, but, uh, well, I'll be on the hollow deck in Caligula's orgy. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Who would you have virtual reality sex with if you could have sex, virtual reality sex with anyone? (laughs) I mean, um, uh, I think I'll get in trouble unless I say my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. You get to have real sex with him already. (laughs) I suppose you can explore every facet by doing it virtually as well. I don't know, Ryan Gosling? (laughs) You know, I think that maybe in virtual reality, the actual kind of weird thrill would be you could actually be him and he could be you, right? Like if in virtual reality, you can be a dude with a dick. Yeah. Well, and another interesting thing too, like in terms of the ethics of VR and like where it's going, like it is totally plausible to imagine a future in which like we have computer generated avatars of say Ryan Gosling or Mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian or whatever, and that people can actually have sex with those avatars, which raises all sorts of questions about like, is that violating if that person doesn't give permission for their virtual avatar to be used in those sexual ways? Um, I think like we've already seen there, like fake porn is a thing where people Mm -hmm. basically edit celebrities faces like pretty realistically onto porn videos and, there, and that feels deeply violating, I think. So if you imagine that applied to VR, it's pretty disturbing. I always wonder if it's whether we'll get stricter about policing the way people use our images or if at some point people just lose their sense of right. that their face is theirs, which is really fucked up, too. And that freaks me out yeah. as I think about it. Right. I mean, right. I guess to some yeah. degree, celebrities endure that a certain amount. But yeah, this seems like a uniquely crazy, violating way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It also seems to me that if you were, say, able to have virtual reality sex with your husband, like, say, if somebody can hack that, it seems like the potential for just like bizarre sense of what a who's having sex with whom and how and whether it counts as sex be like, say, he records a wonderful sexual experience with you, then he can relive it a million times or someone else can relive it or, you know, you could break up. It just seems like. This like infinite, like all of a sudden you look in the hall of mirrors and it just keeps going forever. Right. Right. Like how would I even feel about like if my husband had access to my avatar and was able to have sex with my avatar, like 
whenever he wanted without my, my permission, like that would feel very bizarre. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's kind of scary to look into the future and wonder how this is going to play out. I feel like that question of whether looking at porn is cheating is kind of a ship that sailed, but it seems like with virtual reality, it might actually be different. Is that, is, <laughs> yeah. is that the sense you get from talking to people who use it or who think about it? Yeah. I mean, and actually like my personal experience of it was, um, the first time that I tried female POV VR porn, I immediately texted my husband and was like, baby, I feel like I just cheated on you. <laughs> I, I really like, it was, it was such a different experience because I really did feel like I was having sex with that person. Like, obviously I wasn't having those physical sensations of it, but it felt so intimate. Like I was looking mm -hmm. into this guy's eyes. I was like, you know, he was thrusting on top of me. Like I was looking at the sweat dripping down his neck and like his flexing pectorals. Like it felt so intimate in a way that regular pornography just does not. And so it, it felt like a little bit of a thing that I had to like confess, like, you know, it, <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> did and your husband care? He he was a little bit like, I think he felt a little jealous. And then I <laughs> actually had him try, I had him try the female POV first. And then I had him try a male POV. You know, I have to admit, I kind of interrogated him after, after the male POV, like, you know, how was she like, um, <laughs> It, which I just, you know, would never do with, with normal porn, but it's just the level of intimacy there is so much greater. And so it does, it does feel more threatening for sure. I think it's going to be a conversation that couplers are going to have to have. And it's a, it's a really tough one. It seems like it has the potential to ignite your imagination in a way that's like a little more supercharged than your average porn viewing, like on a yeah. screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Huh, I feel like I need to watch more until I find whatever makes me feel like I'm cheating on my boyfriend. I haven't had the true <laughs> VR porn experience until I feel like I've cheated is what I think yeah, I've just that... learned. I need to return to the archives and keep looking. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it makes a big difference whether you're watching VR porn on like a cardboard headset yeah. or whether you're doing it on one of the, the better ones. Like the visual quality is just completely, completely different. And the um, sound, I imagine, just all of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's completely night and day, honestly. Yeah. Ah, I've got so much more to learn and try. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Is it is interacting with a porn star that you've like virtually like and when I imagine, say, that experience of that guy with his flecting pecs and all of that. Yeah. Encountering that guy afterwards sounds like it would be so like if you actually just met that actor like would you feel like you would had sex with him so this happened actually oh. to me <laughs> like <laughs> that guy that I was just talking about I ended up interviewing him by accident and I realized it as I was in the middle of the interview it was a phone interview and I made the connection and was like oh my god this this is that guy it was so incredibly awkward for me because there was that feeling of like oh my god I feel like I've been weirdly intimate with you he had no idea, of course. Yeah, it's one um, way. And, you know, of course, I've, I've interviewed other male porn stars that I've seen perform before, but, but and that was a totally different experience. Like, it yeah. didn't, I didn't feel nervous or embarrassed, but with this guy, it really did feel like there had been some intimacy shared. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's entire, it's an entirely different experience. Yeah. Did you tell him that you, that you'd no. VR'd with him? No, I was too <laughs> shy. I was too embarrassed. <laughs> This is so wild. I was reading about regarding teledildonics or just dildonic technology. There's this one company that makes strap-ons 
that the strap-on has a sensor in it, much like teledodonics, except what the sensor does is it controls the vibrator that you're also wearing simultaneously, which Mm -hmm. thus allows you to sort of jack off with your dildo and have the experience of feeling sexual pleasure. I'm just Mm -hmm. envisioning what it would take to make that, like, massive VR dick feel real to me. That's the only other thing where I've been like, what would it feel like to have a penis? And, like, I have these two sort of, like, highly imperfect sex technology methods of trying to understand it. Neither one is fully getting me there. They're like to have a penis, Tracy. Why can't anyone tell me? I know. Well, I (laughs) thought that actually the male POV stuff that I've tried, like I thought that was actually got me pretty close to that experience. Like obviously I wasn't having the physical sensations (laughs) of it, but I found it. I found it pretty convincing, honestly. I thought it would be more fun to be a straight white guy with a dick, but honestly, it yeah. kind of just terrified me. But I think it was the context of everything else that was going on around it. Right. Exactly. I suppose yeah. the average straight white guy walking down the street isn't having like an orgy every minute of the day. Or maybe right. he is. I don't know. <laughs> right. Right. The other sort of disconnect, it seems to me, is that, I mean, I assume people watching VR porn are masturbating or getting aroused at least um Mm -hmm. is it not confusing to try to have like your headset on and also be coordinating what you're doing with your actual body or just logistically that like you have a headset strapped on and you reach for the lube and you're like where is it exactly well and as one one male performer who's done a lot of vr porn was telling me like he's like i'm not gonna watch this stuff because you know he's picturing like you're at home you have your headset on you have earphones on like you can't hear or see anything that's going on around you. Like <laughs> if someone barges in, like you're, you might not even know. So it's like the potential for embarrassment is, is pretty big there. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of practical stuff too. Like you can't wear the headsets for that long because they overheat. They, the, um, they fog oh up. It's very, you know, you can watch for maybe 10, 15 minutes and then not so much. What is the amateur VR porn world like? Is there one? Will there be one? There is a company, Cam4VR, that does VR webcamming. That's really the closest thing where you have women who are performing live from their homes, their actual bedrooms. There are a bunch of people in a chat room and they all have access on a headset to like this immersive experience where they're looking around this woman's room and they can, you know, check out the posters on her wall and like, you know, all of that, you know, has a little bit of that amateur feel like it feels very yeah. connected and real and not overproduced basically. So far I don't know about an amateur VR porn scene because the technology it's so expensive to invest in yeah. the gear to be able to shoot um, VR porn. But I think that's going to change really quickly. There's a company that's already distributing VR cameras for people who want a webcam. Um, And I think you'll see probably some more of that develop for, um, you know, actual VR porn where people could shoot VR porn in their homes. So that'll be interesting to watch. What does it look like when they have a VR webcam set up? Is it like they just have sort of a camera on a tripod that's 360 and... The lady's, you know, as near or far from that camera as she wants to be or interacting with, I would imagine. 
people are very tight lipped about like the details of their Uh, camera rigs because everyone's sort of coming up with their own rig and don't want people to steal their secrets. Like oftentimes when I've been on sets, they've said specifically like you can't take photos of our rig. Those are the trade secrets still. How how you make all the cameras be there and it looks like you're actually French kissing it, even though you're just (laughs) making out with the air. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I love that the trade secret is behind the cameras, you know, it's like what's happening on the camera as opposed to like the trade secret of how you get the guy to have the rock hard dick or any of that. Right. You're like, that's right. just a fluke of nature that that man can do, right. pull that off. The camera right. is the real money thing. It or is. is it? A, do they use boner it, pills in situations um, like that? A lot of people in the industry, a lot of men in the industry do use boner pills, but you still have to um, get a boner when you, even if you, you still have to pill. get a boner. Yeah. Like that's the thing is that it's just like Viagra doesn't, it doesn't like, just instantly it doesn't like, just magically <laughs> yeah. give you a boner. So like if you are under like extreme emotional and physical duress, it's not going to help you out unless you're one of these, you know, magical unicorn guys who can somehow for some reason manage to maintain a boner in these very bizarre circumstances. To avoid long-term injury, seek immediate medical help for an erection lasting more than 4 hours. Probably all of them are in the like contact your doctor area if they're able to maintain a boner for that long under the craziest circumstances. Yeah. That's like a true, true feat. The the true marathoners of the porno world. It's, it's really incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, one guy that I talked to, he, he said basically like the reason he's able to do VR is because he, his imagination is really strong. So like he can't see his, Ah. his co-star, but he can get a really strong visual in his mind. So it doesn't matter that he's like essentially making out with a camera rig. Like he has that solid visual in his mind and that's all he needs. (laughs) Amazing. Well, every week we invite our listeners to call in and leave us voicemails. That phone number is 646-494-3590. I would really be curious to hear from our listeners about if they watch VR porn, what their experiences are with it. If, you know, at what point it seems worth it or not worth it to them. And do you think it's cheating? Do you have any questions that you'd like like to hear from people about? The cheating question is a big one. I'm really curious because, like you said, I think the ship has sailed in terms of like cheating in regular porn. But yeah, if people want to try to imagine how they would feel about their significant other having this like totally immersive real experience um, and what that would feel like, I'd be very curious. On the other hand, it seems like if the compromise is like, does he cheat or does he do that? That does right. feel very safe because just like he's probably not going to meet that woman unless he's a journalist who's going to go do an interview as <laughs> Tracy Clark Flory does. Right. Thank you so much for being here. Just a reminder, if you want to call with questions for Tracy or tell us your thoughts about VR porn and how good it would have to be before you're convinced somebody was cheating on you. That phone number is 646-494-3590. Sex Lives is produced by Alana Milner and Afim Shapiro. And our guest this week has been Tracy Clark Flory. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week.